Hey, this is Brandon Jones, author of the College Readiness 101 workbook series uh, here with the College Readiness 101 podcast. And so uh, I do these episodes uh, to assist students and families uh, with what they need to do to prepare for uh, the high school to college transition. And uh, today I'm excited to have uh, Miss Arvia Hall here. Um, she is a current college student parent. And uh, if you know anything about me uh, with Next Step Education, the foundation here in Atlanta, we do a lot of work with what we call candid conversations with parents, with what they need to know uh, to prepare for, um, for their child's college transition. And so we'll have uh, individuals from um, colleges and, and other educators and professionals uh, who assist students. And we'll just sit down and have conversations and and parents will get a chance to ask questions and things like that. And so what I want to do is kind of introduce this into the podcast. And so today we have our first parent, uh, Ms. Hall. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing very, very well. And so just to give a little background to everybody, we've known each other for quite a long time now. Yes. We didn't even realize how long, huh? We didn't even realize how long till today, right? <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself and give a little background about Alana. Okay. Uh, well, again, my name is Arvia Hall. I'm the parent of three lovely children. Um, and I'll say that to you, but probably not to them. <laughs> um, my oldest, Alana, is is the way that we met and came in contact. She is actually a senior at Georgia Southern University down in Statesboro, Georgia, mm -hmm. majoring in psychology with a double minor in uh, childhood adolescence counseling and Africana studies. Okay. So she is looking to go to grad school and she's going to get her master's in social work. And then my middle child, uh, my son, Trey, he is 16. He is a sophomore in high school and totally different uh, from my okay. oldest daughter, uh, where he is all about music. He's a percussionist. So um, he plays drum sets, quince, bass, snare, um, anything he can beat on and has also picked up piano. So he oh, is okay. my musically inclined child. Okay. So, um, okay. so a totally different direction. And then my youngest, Ari, she will actually be 15 on uh, Monday. So I don't have any more babies. Uh, nope. She is a <laughs> freshman in high school and um she actually wants to be a teacher, and she has known this since the fourth grade. She was inspired by her fourth grade teacher, and it has actually stuck. I thought she would change, but um, she she still wants to be a teacher and is, is striving to do that. Well, that's so interesting because I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> so the fact that she does is very, very, very good, right? Yes. <laughs> Usually that's not how it works. Not at all. Not yeah, at all. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what I want to do with you today is I want to kind of give uh, an understanding of your experience to uh, parents who who are going to be listening about uh, what their experience was with getting Alana into college and um, and what that looked like for you and uh, and kind of the activities that you um, went and did for her. Um, and, and things like that. So it's going to be a very casual conversation. We just want to get a good understanding of what it was like for you. Okay. 
Right. So, um, so, so tell me what would, how did it start? When did you start kind of discussing college for, you know, I guess for Alana specifically, but for all three? College has just always been a conversation in our household. It was, um, it was an aspiration that my husband and I, you know, have just always wanted our kids to have. I am as a college graduate, my husband is a college graduate, but he actually didn't receive his um, degree until later in life. I think he was in his 30s. So he had the experience of starting school, dropping out and then starting back. So it was essential for him that we placed, you know, a great emphasis on, you know, post-secondary institutions, you know, with our children, because it just makes such a big difference um, when you have a plan um, outside of just graduating from high school. So, yeah. So um, with Alana, it was a journey that we started off together. Um, You know, like I said, just is by the time she started school from probably kindergarten, um, it was always that, you know, you don't stop after high school, you continue. Um, so continuing education. Um, yeah. So she's always known that college was in her view. So about the eighth grade, we started talking a little more seriously about college and um, trying to decide what schools that, you know, she would be interested in. And we, and I think it was the summer before her ninth grade year that we made our first college visit. Um, so you took her on a college visit as a high school freshman? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you remember where you went? I was all about starting early. Okay. Actually, I'm from a small town in Florida um, and Stetson University, which most people have never heard of, um, is a private liberal arts um, institution there. And, um, and so, you know, we go to Florida just about for every holiday and and for the summers. And we were down there and I said, Hey, you know, we were driving by the campus. I said, you know, let's go in. And it was really just kind of a drive through. So it wasn't a formal campus tour, uh, but just, you know, driving through. And and since I was familiar with the campus, I could basically kind of point out, you know, well, here's the library, here's the the student center. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, where we got our start with, you know, formally, you know, beginning the college prep process. I is I, I did an episode uh, a few episodes ago. We talked about having uh, starting the journey for parents and what uh, they should do to kind of get the kids on track to, to get ready to prepare for college. And the example that I gave is so interesting that you said that because the example that I gave was just take them to a college campus on a road trip. And to hear you say that that's what you did, you know, is is simple enough. You know, it's not, you didn't take them to the the football game. It it wasn't an official visit, you know, that you would do for like a senior. It wasn't Mm -hmm. these things. It was just taking them by the campus so that they can get a feel of what a college campus looks like. Exactly. And and that's really important. That was exactly it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I Exposure. That. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and that's what it is. That's, that's what it's all about is access and information. And a parent, one of, and, and a lot of parents will get my, my college bound parent mini series. And, and that's what I talk about. One of the responsibilities of a parent is exposing your child to opportunities. And so, yes. um, so that's good that you say that. All right. So started in ninth grade, that's when you kind of eighth and ninth grade is kind of when you really started to formally 
really, really hone in on the life after high school. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. And she was pretty good academically. Um, She was a very, very impressive student. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, we've always placed importance on education. And I think also as a parent, you need to know your child. You need to understand what type of child you have. Um, so it is when, when you push for grace, because so I've always pushed my children to do the very best that they could. But I know my kids. So I knew that that meant A's, mm-hmm. not B's or C's. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I saw them sliding into that that area, then, you know, I would step right in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm that helicopter parent. Okay. Um, I check <laughs> grades every day. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm all in their business. Um, it, it's the minute <laughs> I see something slipping, then, you know, I'm right there. You know, well, what do you need? Do you not understand? You know, do you need additional help? You know, you want to go to tutoring? You know, what do we need to do to get this back up? So um, we always placed a lot of emphasis on grades, but only from the standpoint of I, I knew that they were capable. So I set we set a certain level of expectation. Now, that's where I said you need to know your child, because if your child isn't, you know, a straight A student, then that's not something you need to push because you're going to you're going to pile on some extra stress and anxiety that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With my children, thankfully, it was it was natural for them. And, and I picked up on that early on. I mean, when you have a child that in all through elementary school is making straight A's, then yes, they're capable from that. You know, you deduce that, you know, they're They've got all the facilities of their mind. You know, they're they're capable of being able to process mm-hmm. and comprehend. Mm-hmm. So why not expect, you know, continue to expect the best? You know, nothing should change, you know, just because they go to middle school or, you know, high school. And if you do see them struggling, then that's where you need to then get in and, and get them some additional help or, or make sure they're taking advantage of all of the help as far as tutoring from their their teachers, those types of things. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She already knew that, you know, grades were important. And um, it was an expectation in the household. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, and, it, um, but it, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and, and, but it, I, I just want to make sure that I emphasize I, I never said, you know, you must make all A's. Um, because there were, you know, some classes where I wasn't quite sure if she was going to get that A because, you know, she took, I think, eight or nine AP courses. So, of course, those were more challenging. They came, you know, mm-hmm. with a, a higher level of course load. Um, so it was never that I pushed you must make an A, but I always pushed for them to do their best. And it just so happened that, um, you know, that was so instilled in them that she actually didn't make her first B until college. Um, so, you wow. know, it, you know, it, it okay. worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. You know, <laughs> I was in high school and my mom was very much like you, where, you know, she always pushed me to do my best. And there was an expectation that I wouldn't bring home C's. Um, it wasn't until my junior year in high school, I had to take a trigonometry class. Mm. And uh, and it was one of those hard C's. It was a C, but it, it, it was an A in effort, right? You so, were grateful. <laughs> I was happy for that C. And so what, what my mom found out was that, you know, I needed a tutor. You know, she didn't take trigonometry, you know, and so mm-hmm. she, she couldn't tutor me. And so um, it was just one of those things where you had you, you had to realize that 
it, this is one of those classes you're going to have to struggle in, you yes. know, um, until you, you get the help that you need. So that's, that's, that's amazing. You know, um, that, that, that was kind of instilled in her and she was, she was a, a phenomenal student academic. I remember, uh, everything about that. So, so once, once she got to high school, what did, uh, you, uh, and your husband kind of start or what activities would you say that you began to kind of entertain, pursue, what were you looking to do to be able to assist her just specifically as a parent, not what she was doing and what the school was doing, but what was, what were kind of like the things that you wanted to pursue? The thing that is so important is that parents need to be involved. Um, I've Mm -hmm. witnessed so many other parents, some my friends, you know, some, you know, associates just kind of watching how they lay back and they say, oh, well, you know, I don't really have to worry about that. The guidance counselor is taking care of all of that. Oh, yeah. You know, they they're they're working with my student and it's, it's hands off. You know, they feel that there's nothing else that they need to do. Um, but you can't allow your child's future to rest in the hands of a guidance counselor that, and I love guidance counselors and I, I love to work with them, but they're overwhelmed. Um, the the number of students that an individual guidance counselor is responsible for um, is overwhelming. Um, there's mm -hmm. no way that they have the time to do all the essentials that need to be done and address college prep. So most of them, unfortunately, only have the time to focus in on ensuring that graduation requirements are in place so that that student can graduate. Um, you know, so you can't expect that the guidance counselor alone is going to be able to guide your student and allow them, you know, to, to be on that path to uh, to get them into, you know, their their dream school or their best fit school. So parents have to be involved. Parents have to know what's going on with their child. They have to be there to push their child because you got to remember they are still a child. So are they going to, you know, decide to stay in the weekend and work on that college application essay or are they going to want to go to the movies with their friends so there are times when you have to you know you, you've got the hard job of stepping in and saying no um, this needs to take priority um, you know and this is what you know you shall do and yeah, there yeah, were times yeah. Alana and I bumped heads you know she'll she'll tell you you know <laughs> I was not her best friend you know, we, she uh, probably mumbled and called me a lot of different things under her breath. But um, what I can say is, you know, now at this point and once she went to college, probably after her first semester, she was thanking me um, because she was prepared yeah. and it allowed yeah. her to be extremely successful. So, um, you know, as a parent, you have that tough job of making sure that your kids stay on track and don't leave it to them. You know, remember, they're still a child and they're going to do childlike things and not think about their future. And that's where we come into play as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember seeing you at some of Next Step Education's events. I know that you were also pursuing some other things for her as well. Um, yes. What was that like? <laughs> oh, well, and, and I will say with me, I, I probably had a little different mindset of a parent is because I have always been attracted to um, college prep um, type events and, and trying to just soak up all of the knowledge that I could because I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to ensure that my child had all of the competitive advantages as other students. 
Um, so I wanted to make sure that I stayed in the know so that I knew what to, you know, or how to guide her. Um, but it was, it was interesting to me and it's not to most parents and most parents aren't going to take the amount of time that it really takes to, uh, to properly prepare your child. So uh, I was a little different where I fell in love with the stuff. So yes, I was always trying to come to a, a next step education foundation <laughs> event or a college fair or, you know, doing, I think we visited all 15 of her schools that, uh, that were on her list some mm, two and three okay. times, but that was something that I enjoyed doing at the same time. <laughs> got you, got you, got you, got you. So, okay. So, so taking her on, uh, the visits, I think to me, that is, you know, outside of, funding a college education. I think the visit is the the most consequential part of, of the decision-making process because that's the only time you get a chance to like see. That's the only time you get a chance to feel. That's the only time you get a chance to, you know, eat at the dorm, at the uh, cafeteria or yes. look at the dorm rooms or walk the campus and, and interview, you know, a couple of students walking by, you know, ask them about their experience. Like it's the, it's, it's the, it's the test drive. Right. Yes. It's the test drive yes. when you're going to buy a car, you know, or it's the the walkthrough, you know, when you're going to, to see a house. You know, it's, it's it's a way that you you really have to. There's no other way to do it. Right. You just have yes. to see it. Right. Yes. So, that you you okay. actually do so, kind of get that gut feeling of, hey, I can see myself being here. That's why I feel bad for the students now. You know, us being in, in the pandemic where, you know, they're not mm -hmm. able to do that, you know, as much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're trying to come up with great ways with the virtual tours and things like that. But I agree with you. There's nothing like going yeah. onto the campus and getting a feel for for what it's like, what the culture is like and, and exactly. things like that. So so I, I like that. So so let me ask you this. is it, So you are a, a parent of a current college student. You are a parent of two high school students right now. Right. With Trey and Ari. Yes. So, so <laughs> ha has anything changed from how you work with Alana? Are you doing the same thing with Trey and Ari or have, did you learn something that you kind of are switching up, you know, for these two? You know what? And, and I always say every child is different um, and, and you have to parent them differently. With Alana, it was all about academics. Like I said before, with my son, Trey, he's um, all about performing arts. Um, with my daughter, my youngest daughter, Ari, she wants to be a teacher. So from the perspective of my son, I'm not um, so hard on him as far as uh, the uh, the rigor of his mm -hmm. courses, mm -hmm. where I, would, I wouldn't allow Alana to take a regular class. It was either honors or AP. With my son, he, I, I will allow him to take regular classes and only put him in honors classes for those subjects that I know, you know, he would excel he in and just yeah. to yeah. ensure that he's going to be challenged. Um, so that's a difference with him, but the college process itself um, still started um, last year with me making him create a college list, um, you know, doing some virtual tours, kind of sitting in and some informational sessions. So, you know, all of that. And of course, you know, grades are still important. So, 
you know, a lot of it stayed the same, but there, there are going to be some differences because with him, we're going to have to look at, you know, his portfolio of as far as being a musician and, um, you know, auditions and those types of things. Now with my youngest daughter, you know, she, again, she's going into education. So it is going to be important for her to have a great GPA as well as, um, great test scores, you know, once the SAT, ACT finally kind of comes back. I'm I'm crossing my fingers that, you know, maybe, you know, a lot of these schools will remain uh, test optional, but um, we still have to prepare. And uh, that was one lesson that I learned with Alana is I didn't start early enough. Um, if you listen to okay. and, and, and look at a lot of the timelines um, that, you know, you'll you'll be able to Google and find online, it really doesn't tell you to take the SAT or the ACT until your junior year. Um, I disagree with that. I think you need to start much earlier because you need to know, for one, you know, which test will you perform better on? Naturally, you know, some students just gravitate to one test over the other um, and, and, you know, invest in um, test prep. Yep. And the way I look at it now, and I did a little of that with Alana, but I, I feel like it was too late. We actually um, work with you, Brandon, and, yep. and you yep. were able to tutor her for the ACT. It was the summer before her senior year. So she pretty much only had one more chance to uh, to take the ACT. Um, so that's why I said, you know, you've got to start a lot earlier. And as parents, we need to be willing to invest and our, our kids. And, and and we don't have a problem. It's funny. Um, I was talking with a girlfriend the other day. We don't have a problem with putting our daughters in a tutu at the age of three and, and paying, um, mm-hmm. you know, monthly for dance classes. And, and I know my husband, you know, paid registration fees for every sport in the book for my son. And, and of course he didn't, didn't take to any of them, but he had them in football and basketball and baseball. Yeah. yeah. And it's no thing you'll pay, you know, 200 to $400 to register them in that every season. Um, and we don't think twice about it, but we're, we're not doing it because we want them to go in the NFL or, or the NBA, or I'm thinking that, you know, my daughters are going to be prima ballerinas, but, you know, you're doing it again, like we talked about for exposure, those types of things. But we don't think about investing in their future directly by, you know, paying for, you know, tutorials. I mean, just imagine paying maybe a thousand dollars for, you know, SAT, ACT prep. Um, but by doing that, you know, now their scores, you know, on the SAT is increased by a couple hundred points or, or on the ACT by, you know, two or three points. Now they're they're able to get a ten thousand dollar scholarship, you know, and maybe yeah. that scholarship yeah. is you know renewable year over year, so it ends yeah. up being forty thousand. Yeah. But all you paid was a thousand. Look at mm-hmm. that ROI, you know, the return yeah. on investment. Yeah. Absolutely. And we got nothing for those you know activities that we put them in, you know, since birth. You know, <laughs> that is such an interesting way to think about that. I, I am absolutely going to take that idea. <laughs> Because yes. you're right. You're right. That's a great concept is we do invest in a lot of things for our students trying to see what they're interested in. Right. And trying to to determine what it is that they could be good at. But, you know, a lot of parents don't invest in uh, educational resources uh, for their child. They feel like that should happen that should, or that should just come from the school. And depending yeah. on where you live. You may or may not get that resource from the school. Exactly. You know, so. And that's that's making a direct impact, (laughs) you know? Yep. 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 This is amazing. Okay. All right. So 
Here's the last question I have for you. Uh, you've been given advice the entire time, but is there any other thing uh, that you would advise um, current, you know, college bound parents uh, to to do? Was there something that really that's like, hey, y'all, this is what you really need to do. This is something that I learned throughout this process. Is there anything that you can think of that would assist a current college bound student in their journey with their child? So for that parent of maybe an eighth grader or a ninth grader or even 10th grader, I would say start now for, for whatever reason we feel that we have lots of time. And it does, it does feel like four years, you know, that that's a long time. We've got plenty of time to plan and, and, and make sure our child is ready, but it goes so quickly. Um, and before you know it, you look up and you find yourself as a senior and you haven't taken an SAT or ACT and your grades aren't really up to par. And, um, you know, you haven't thought about, you know, college application essays or anything like that. And you're just all of a sudden now you're unprepared. So, um, you know, for, for those parents, I would say, you know, go ahead and start early. And then for those parents, as well as the parents of maybe um, juniors and seniors, I would say be ready to work. Um, anything that's worth having mm -hmm. is worth working for. Um, you know, so often, you know, parents, you know, want scholarships and they don't want to have to, you know, pay a lot and get out, um, you know, student loans and, and all of that. But they, they don't understand that to get a scholarship, you're probably going to have to apply to at least two or three a week. Um, you know, from from your starting your mm -hmm. junior year on, because mm -hmm. the more you apply, you're, you're not just going to necessarily, you know, get the scholarship just because you apply for it. Um, so it, it could be a job, a part time job. Um, so you just got to be ready to, to put the work in so that you can see the fruits of your labor. This has been an amazing conversation. I am so glad. So what I took away from it is um, parents must be involved. Um, and then you have to uh, parent your children differently based on what their interests are, based on what their abilities are. Um, you also said to create opportunities for exposure. You absolutely yes. have. And your example was going back home. You just took Alana to a college on a college visit. Um, and it, that's low hanging fruit. That's a that's an easy opportunity uh, to provide an exposure um, and to that to to your child. Um, you also said to invest in test prep. So yes. it's like directly <laughs> invest in the educational future of your child. And then lastly, I know you said to start now. It's this is the time to start. Go ahead and just just do it now. So yes. these are some really, really, really sound advice uh components that you're giving to these to these parents. And I'm I'm really appreciative of it. So um I know that you have been working on a on a project of your own. <laughs> Why, yes, I have, Brandon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I am, um, as I talked about, you know, I, I just had such a love and a passion um, for college prep j just because I was actually the poster child for a lot of the mistakes um, that, you know, a lot of parents and, and students make. Um, you know, preparing for college. I mean, I, I was valedictorian of my high school class. And uh, I literally could have gone to any school. I'm from Florida. I could have gone to any school in Florida for free, um, but I 
you know, kicked against the prick, you know, went against the grain. And, and mm-hmm. I came up here to Georgia, to Atlanta to go to Georgia Tech because that's just where I wanted to be. And I didn't care what amount of student loans I had to take out, but that was just what I was going to do. And and that's what I did and and still have student debt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's those types of things that, you know, I want parents to be aware of and, and just um, you know, to gain exposure of a lot of the opportunities that are out there, but we just don't realize it. You know, there are a lot of low income um, students in, in, you know, underrepresented areas that feel, you know, well, we can't go to college because we can't afford it. Well, if you have the academic profile, you are perfect. You could, you know, if you can get into Harvard and Yale and all the Ivy Leagues, Um, they will pay for you to go to school. So there are just so many things that that we don't know. So that um, prompted me to finally break down and follow my passion. And I have launched my own um, college prep, um, you know, college readiness uh, outreach program. That's amazing. um, Back in August. So um, very new, um, but, uh, but very exciting. Well, this is what we'll do. So you're talking, we're talking to parents, obviously, about what they need to know. I want to spend a little bit more time on discussing your your college readiness outreach program. Um, are you willing to stick around for another episode that we can discuss what you're doing for students and, and parents in your area? Most definitely. I would okay. love to. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. So uh, if you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more, Please subscribe to this podcast and also to the YouTube channel, College Readiness 101. You can also follow me on my social media platforms at College Readiness 101 on Instagram and Facebook. And since we're having these conversations with parents, uh, I absolutely would encourage you to go to uh, my website, uh, collegereadiness101.com, and you can see more about the College Bound Parent mini series, which discusses uh, all of the things that parents need to know uh, in preparing for their child's high school to college transition. And we're going to continue this conversation with Ms. Arvia Hall uh, and talk about her college readiness outreach program. We'll talk to you next time.